I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. Are you cold? Sorry, I got a little, yeah, a little shivers. Hi. My fingers are always cold. What is that? This My is hands Kate. are always cold. Why? Is there something with it? Who are you? This is Mike. And, well, that's a thing. It's called neuropathy. So what am I supposed to do about that? I don't know. Talk to Lindy. Okay. Lindy Griegel is our Sorry, family natural health practitioner. She's a homeopath and all-around awesome lady at Fall River Health in Falmouth, Maine. If, you, if you're a local, go see Lindy. She helps us with everything. <laughs> so <laughs> whether it's our emotional issues or our cold hands or Penelope's skin or... She gave me a remedy. I swear to you, I was sick during the first trimester of this pregnancy. She gave me a remedy and I took it once and I was never nauseous again. It was a freaking miracle. So wow. we're huge fans of Lindy Regal. That's um, awesome. This episode is not sponsored by Lindy Regal. This is just because we love her. So today we are talking about having a do less holiday and what that means to us and how we are creating a holiday season that is full of spirit and soul, but not full of overwhelm and stress. So first of all, hon, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm just trying to pull up these review things. Oh, let's see what kind of giveaways we've got. I wanted to give a shout out to Noah Levy, who I know is a regular listener of the podcast. Also another shout out to Ellen Folan, because I know Els Bells listens every single week. Usually on Tuesday when the episode comes out, Al, I love getting your texts telling me what you thought of the episode. It really warms my heart. And any other shout outs we want to give? Oh, yeah. We have one that came in on Tuesday. Oh, great. Okay. All right. So we sent our listener of the week. The gift out last week. What did you send last week? To uh, let me find her exact. Oh, wait. Her package is by the front door. I haven't sent it yet. Keep talking, Kate. Okay. So. For those of you who are just tuning in to the Kate and Mike show for the first time or recently for the first time, we do not every single week, but a lot of weeks, we do a listener of the week. And so if you leave a review on iTunes, you might get a giveaway. So So last week... This was to uh, CLiz88, so S-E-Liz88. Her first name is Starry. She actually sent me a message, but I will leave her anonymous. I want my name to be Starry. Okay. <laughs> well, you have that ability to change your name. Starry I mean, Watts. First name. Now Starry. I'm, this is no longer the Kate and Mike show. This is <laughs> Starry and Mike. <laughs> what is Starry getting in the mail? I sent her a copy of your book. Of course, that was autographed by Yes, I you. am familiar with that because I did autograph we, it to I did Starry. A, I did a package deal of the masculine and feminine balance. Oh. So I gave her a copy of Darren Hardy and Jim Rome's oh, like, leadership principles. Nice. So two people that have really influenced us. And then I gave her a copy of Sarah Avant Starver's oh. book, the first one. The Way of the Happy Woman. Yes. Fabulous. And then, Starry, you are getting a you got a, So you got the masculine and feminine. Beautiful. Yeah. And then with, you gave a quote for that book under Kate Northrop Mahler. And I saw that on the cover yeah. and I was like, that's Well, amazing. I also wrote the foreword to that book. That's true. You did. Uh-huh. Okay, so okay. we have Judy from USANA. She oh, says, Judy. this is, maybe this is Judy that we know. Maybe. 
or some other Judy, but she goes, tears and aha moments. This is her review from this week. I'm cracking up at you two. The laughs and tears from listening to your really funny but true commentary is refreshing. Keep doing late podcast. You're a riot. On a serious side, very informative and made me go hum. Hum. Things that make you go hmm. The 60,000 hours of doing something you don't love was such a huge eye opener. Now to go look at my dishwasher. <laughs> Thank you, Judy. That is. Because we talked about my yeah, organization, remember, dishwasher. Yeah. That was a great review. So, Judy. And then please, we also got another oh, shout out. Should I. I'm going to. Well, first of all, let's just tell Judy how to receive oh, yeah. her giveaway. Judy, what you need to do is. If you follow me on Instagram, or you don't have to follow me on Instagram, you just have to find me on Instagram. Mike J. Watts is my Instagram handle, and send me your address. Wait, can anyone? So, like, can people? <laughs> These are basic Instagram questions that I don't know the answers to. So, I thought you had to follow people in order for them to direct message you. No, that's on Twitter. Yeah, but I can't just direct yeah, message pull anyone. Up your Instagram account. I can. Right Yes. Oh, I thought I could only but see, direct it shows message up. people. You probably have like 7,000 requests. Oh. Okay. So if you go to your messages. Yeah. You have over 99 requests oh, from people. That's what this thing is. Oh. And you have all these people. people. I don't know. Yeah. These are all the people you oh. don't know. Oh. And they've all sent you messages. Well, I should look through there. Okay. So yeah, you should can, see who's there. So if so you, you happen to be sending, if you happen to send Kate a direct message just and she's ignoring so you. So you know, I wasn't ignoring you. I did not know that existed. That's right. I can't promise that though. I just am going to say publicly, it's unlikely that I will respond to direct messages from people I don't know just because I'm already overwhelmed with my inbox. Yeah. But if you ever want to send a message, you can always send it to info at katenorthup.com. Or, here, and, or here's what, how a strategy that you can just do it. Okay. Okay. That makes life much easier. So you're a writer, so you tendency to write forever, right? You'll be like, well, if somebody could no, be I'm like... No, I'm actually really efficient. No, I know. No, no, no. I know that. <laughs> but like, instead of just... So one of the things was as sincere yet slightly irritated as my tagline right that we have is that i'll reply back to people's emails like great and that's it right i don't need to add any other flavor so one of the biggest things that i could say as someone that has quite a few followers on the social platforms is that i write to on twitter to gary vaynerchuk or chris Saka or whoever right but these are two examples that really resonate with me and all they actually did to my tweets was like them Mm -hmm. There was no reply, right. but I'm like, Chris Saka is like, you know, he's like worth $2 billion or something crazy outrageous. Like he's a billionaire on Twitter that interacts with his community. And that's what Gary has built the platform that yes. he built because he interacts with it. Now I think, and all they do is they just went through and like liked something once and what, like that has meaning that like, yes, it makes it me does. feel good. No, I right? get it. So I think it's with, you know, if, if anybody writes in that you could just send them a heart. Yes. Yeah. If you desire to do that. I am it's really good one. at responding to comments on my Instagram. Yeah. So just yeah, so great. you know, like if you comment on a photo, I do read those yeah. pretty much. I read every single one and I comment on a lot of them and I heart quite a few of them as well. So anywho, but, but we're off track. Your... Judy, what you need to do is you oh, need yeah. to direct message Mike, Mike J. Watts on Instagram and send your address and your last name and we will send you a giveaway for the review and you Correct. wanted to do another shout out honey to somebody so this is not uh, for yeah that's fine oh. we can stop it no, we're Judy. Not. okay that one i thought i was i was incorrect i never mind okay that was yeah, a that never was, mind that was a I, I thought it was a thing to share and it actually wasn't so oh, no yeah. that was a private message no it wasn't it wasn't private i just okay 
I don't know where it is, basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> the honest truth is I love I thought it was this person that wrote to me, but it wasn't but it this was. person. So I have to go back and find it. So I'm going to find it because I want to share it. All right. So segueing into our do less holiday, I think that my lack of responding to every single direct message on Instagram is a good segue to this. I saw my friend Sarah, our, our friend Sarah Kathleen Peck, who does the podcast Startup Pregnant. I just, you should follow Sarah. She's amazing. Go subscribe to the Startup Pregnant podcast. I was one of her first guests. Sarah is really smart, incredibly insightful, and asks amazing questions. She and her husband, Alex Peck, interesting anecdote on that. Alex took Sarah's name instead of Sarah taking Alex's name. What was name. Alex's name before? Younger. And it's now Alex Peck. Yeah, it's easier to like spell. Yeah, four letters. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, younger, I don't think, is an incredibly hard word to spell either. But regardless. Well, there could be like weird. I, yeah, I don't in know if it was spelled like, you but know. But I don't think it was. Whatever. Anyway, I just think it's cool. And so Sarah cool. and Alex are out of the box people. They are not living life according to societal expectations, they're living it the way they want to. And when she was pregnant, working at a startup and also starting her own business, she noticed a lot of parallels between pregnancy and motherhood and the business world. And so she and I are doing a lot of the same thinking in terms of what you know I'm thinking about in Origin, what she's doing with Startup Pregnant. But the reason I bring her up is because she is doing a whole series of podcast episodes about instead of all the things that mothers do, She's doing a series about the things that mothers don't do. <laughs> and I love that women have That's chosen great. not to do. And one of the things that she said is she pretty much wears all black. And she and Alex got rid of... Wait, she only wears black clothes? Pretty much. And she just has a few outfits. She's like the master of or the mistress of the capsule wardrobe. And she and Alex decided to get rid of one of their dressers. So they both cut their wardrobe in half. They share one dresser and they share one closet. I love that. And they live in Brooklyn and, you know, there's like spaces at a premium in New York City. So she loves the fact that like getting dressed is so much simpler. They just got rid of so many of their clothes. And I know this is a bit tangential, but it's just like I love hearing stories. I'm always super inspired by people who are like, you know what? We wanted to quit our jobs and travel for a year. So we sold our home and moved our stuff into a 700 square foot apartment with our kids and like traveled the world. Or I just got a woman from origin said, we wanted to have less of an environmental impact on the world. So we got rid of our car and bought an electric bicycle. And that's cool. They live in the Netherlands and it's far more common there to do that. I've heard the bike scene over there is insane. It's hardcore. Yeah. I really want to. Well, I guess that's mainly Amsterdam. So I think it's all over the Netherlands. All of the Netherlands are into biking. I would really like to take a trip there. That would be like, once our kids are a little older yeah. and they might remember it, I really would like to spend some time hold, in the uh, Hold on a second. I want to stop you real fast. Because the first example you sh- just shared was about selling all of your stuff and like traveling. Yeah. And like you were like, I'm so inspired by that. I'm inspired. And, I don't actually want to do it. Right. But we've already... <laughs> We've already done that. I know, but we did it without kids. I'm not interested in doing that with kids. I get that some people do, and we met this amazing woman who writes the Why Travel blog, which is all about traveling um, on a budget with family. They travel basically almost 100% of the time. They're an Australian family who live in the United States right now. They're on some sort of a visa. How do you feel about traveling 
at I, this moment in time. I don't feel like traveling at this moment in time. Okay. I mean, we're going to Florida in a couple weeks. Right, but that's is our first family. We're, we're going trip. to Naples, Florida. Yep. So if anybody has any recommendations of what we should do in Naples, please you can just write in. This episode's to... coming out when we're actually in Naples. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there for a couple more days, but you can go ahead and uh, send us a message. Yeah, you can message Mike, Mike J. Watts. Send me a direct message on Instagram at Mike J. Watts, yeah. and I'll answer it for you. Yeah. Anyway. Or I'll see it, I should say. So, like, we're doing that, and I'll probably go to New York in January as a final blast before having two kids, and then we're going to Orange County in February, which will be my last trip before baby number two comes. But one of the ways that we really plan ahead and try to not get overwhelmed during the year, although inevitably we fall off track and get overwhelmed a few times during the year, but we are pretty intentional and we spend, we just literally before we started recording this podcast, we blocked off three days in our calendar for year-end review because what often happens is we don't look at what happened the year before and then we just like speed ahead into the next year and then don't make any conscious choices from, you know, what went well, what didn't go well, how do we want to do things differently? And then life just keeps marching on and we never make the changes we want to make. So each year we spend a couple of days really slowing down. We don't schedule anything and we sit together and we've done episodes on this before. We can link them in the show notes. I know we did a year end review Mm -hmm. episode. We did. And we'll do, um, that was last year. Yeah, that was last year. And we'll do another one, the best and worst of 2017 and what's ahead for 2018. That'll be our first episode of the new year. So we'll share a little bit of our process there, but basically we go through a process where we look at what happened during the year and what went well and what didn't go well and how we want to make some adjustments for the following year. It's not necessarily resolutions. It's not like, you know, I decide I'm going to walk 10,000 steps every day or lose weight or, you know, stop drinking or those things are all fabulous, but I don't really make those sorts of resolutions. It's more like a theme for the year. So for my past couple of years, my theme has been spaciousness. I don't know what it'll be for 2018 because I haven't done the year in review yet, but we do that so that we don't keep just adding more to our life so that we slow down and subtract things as well. And take out what's not working so that what ends up on our calendar is intentional and is something that we actually want to have be there as opposed to just steaming full steam ahead. Like, for example, we are already invited to two weddings coming up that we're not going to because it's just like, it's a lot, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's, I mean, that's a very simple example, but there's a wedding December 31st and it just feels like too much to go to a wedding in the middle of the holiday season for me. So that's one of the ways we're doing less this holiday season. Sometimes well, in order to do less, you have to say no to invitations. I mean, that's the whole reason why, like, what's the title of this podcast? It's a do less holiday. Right. Okay. So let's dig a little bit more deeper into that. In one of them, the other wedding is we're about to have a child. So that's going to be a no, month No, we will old. have just had a child. We'll right. have like a two-week-old. like a two-week-old or something. It's just saying no. Like the bottom line is what happens as we get older and as we grow up, like as we're a kid, right? Penelope at this moment is two years old, basically gets dragged to wherever we go. Like the honestly, like we go someplace, she comes with us, right? 
But she's excited no, no, no. about it. No, no, no. Like, yeah, I don't want to make it sound like she's miserable. by the door and she says, I ready. Right. She's ready to go. But like, if we're going to Florida, she's coming with us. Yes. Like we go, if we have a family holiday or a family adventure, like she's coming with us. If, and if so, we go to Ace Hardware for as, three times on a Saturday, yep, she's coming she's with us. Coming with she us. loves Ace Hardware. Ace Hardware is really bad to take a kit because everything is eye level and they have the most horrible things. It's just like junk. Like That's at her why they eye put level. it at eye level. I know. And kiddos. then she likes to pick it up and play with it. The and then knick-knacks. you have to wa- run around trying to put them back on. Or like put it, you know, get her whatever. Put anyway, her back on the shelf. The, yeah, put her back on the shelf. Yeah, we're putting her back on. <laughs> right next leave. to the rakes. Where do you pick up your two-year-old? Right next to the rakes. Leave her yeah. at Ace Hardware. Somebody, yeah, I'm sure, Ace would Hardware. be thrilled to find her. <laughs> Side note, Ace Hardware is a great rewards program for those of you that don't know. Like, it's crazy. I've, they've sent me, like, so many coupons of, like, $5 and $10 here. So, anyway. But, yeah, it's their sales pitch. I say They do it well. I got to say. Ace Hardware does it well. It's also, like, relevant because we go there a lot right now. But for the holiday, it's like you just have to... <laughs> you just got to tell people no. And this includes your family, your brother, your sister, your aunts, your uncles friends the friends like the routine is you just keep doing the same thing every year and then a lot of people feel anxiety around it they feel anxiety about planning you go to an airport the day before christmas the day before thanksgiving like it's super stressful you go shopping the day after thanksgiving it could be super stressful you know and these might be the patterns or the family routines or the friends routines or whatever has we develop these routines and habits over our lifetime and they just become these things that we do even though we don't it's like unconscious decisions that we end up doing but consciously we don't want to do them right so it's like what kate said traveling around the holidays like this is on december 31st was the wedding and my cousin's getting married which was great but it's also super busy you know and it's like because we run a business together like our life is pretty darn complex. Like I would say it, it keeps busy. Most people's lives are complex. So I just, I'm speaking for myself. I don't know about everybody listening, but your life is probably complex. You know, so besides my, I have one friend that life is very simple. Like it's really, he, he's just like, I don't know. It's just like, he's n- never stressed about anything. Everything's good to go. He's like super chill. He's got his life very much in order. But what's interesting about that, speaking about the topic we are, he's been doing the same thing for pretty much 15 years. Mm-hmm. And this is the moment he's really having a hard time of what's next because he runs a service-based business, tried to do something different that it was inspired him to move that direction. But everybody wanted the old thing that he had to offer and he did it for a year. He like kept putting this new thing on the table to change it. And so now he's at the point in his career where he's like things I could do differently. So it is being comfortable with saying no. And like one year, Kate and I spent Christmas, just the two of us. You yeah, know? the year we got married, it was really fun. We said we're not spending the holidays with anybody. And we did Christmas Eve by ourselves at a sweet little restaurant down the street from our apartment. And then we did Christmas Day by ourselves. And we did New Year's Eve by ourselves and New Year's Day by ourselves. And it was really, really fun. It was super sweet. I went crazy with the paleo Christmas cooking. You did. Yeah. Yep. Remember I made paleo clam chowder? I do. It was yummy. Mm-hmm. Anywho. <laughs> So, so that was just like, that was a good time and we might choose to do that again. But one of the things that I've noticed is becoming a new family, you know, you, me and P, and then now our next little girl is going to come along. I want to have our own family traditions that we've intentionally created that aren't just the default of what we did growing up. Now, there are some things that I did growing up that I love as far as family traditions, but like a lot of them I wanted to recreate. And I think that that's awesome. 
but it does require the discomfort of saying no. And I was doing a Q&A the other night with Danielle Laporte for Origin. She came and guested on our monthly Q&A and we had the greatest time. And somebody was asking about, now I can't even remember, but her response was hysterical. And she said that, you know, if you're gonna live a life in alignment with your desires, you have to just accept that there's going to be like a couple of key people that you're going to disappoint. You might disappoint them over and over and over again. And at the top of that list is probably going to be your mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just loved the honesty of it because like so many of us could relate that it was just like, oh my gosh. I mean, if we could become okay with just occasionally disappointing our mothers, our life would actually be easier. And, you know, my mom listens to the podcast a lot. So hi, mom. So Um, does mine. And so does Michelle. So both of our mothers do. And so I, you know, this is no offense to you, ladies. We love you. And I'm sure Penelope and our second daughter, I hope that they get to a point in their life where they feel comfortable disappointing me because I don't want them to live their lives to make me happy. I want them to live their lives to make themselves happy. And hopefully we're setting examples for our kids of living life according to our own desires, as opposed to living life according to other people's desires. And Bronnie Ware wrote a really interesting book called The Five Biggest Regrets of the Dying. She was a hospice nurse. and she Is that the name of the book? Yeah. Oh. It's either The Five Regrets of the Dying or The Five Biggest Regrets of the Dying. I don't know. Cool. Do we have that? No, but we should. Your mom probably does. I'm sure my mom yeah. has. <laughs> my mother has an extensive. Hey, Chris, if you have that book, would you mind bringing it over next time you come? Thanks. So the number one regret is I wish I had lived my life according to what I wanted and not according to everyone else's expectations. It's the number one thing that people regret on their deathbed. And so... I have to say... You do not have that problem. <laughs> no. No, you do not. No. I mean, in some forms I do, but I would say the over, if I did an overview of my entire life, or I would say my adult life, I should say, like I'm not, yeah, I've really lived it for myself. You have? Yeah. So for you listening. just lives for Penelope because. Yeah, well, that's fine. It's appropriate at this age. Let's talk about Penelope for a second. Like seriously. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, remember, we did a whole podcast, like Kate and I did a whole podcast about like us and our transformation and things we did. That was like a month ago or something that I can't remember the name of it. Remember, we talked about like the hard times that took oh, place Oh, break, the year. breakdown to breakthrough. Yeah, the episode. breakdown to that breakthrough. That was longer than a, a month ago. I said a couple months ago. Oh, great. Maybe I said a couple months ago. But anyway, so I realized over the past couple of weeks, like I felt very stressed out on Mondays, right? Just like really worked up and stressed out about stuff. And so I realized basically six... Pretty much seven days a week, I wake up with Penelope. I mean, that's a pretty good fact. So Penelope lately has been waking up between 4.45, 4.30, and the latest has been 5.30. But usually the it's earliest the, has been 2.30. Three. Or was it three? I think it was three. Okay. And so I'm up every day, and I was, like, really stressed out. I was just like, I just need a day where I can have my mornings to myself, you know? So, of course... Today, that is today on Monday. So a couple weeks ago, or this is the second week in a row that we decided, or that I told Kate, I was like, you just have to get up with Penelope. Which, by the way, I just would like the audience to know, I continually, at least once a week, I say to you, listen, if you're annoyed in the mornings, please wake me up. Because I do, even though I'm pregnant, 
I do have an element of guilt for the fact that I don't wake up with our daughter in the mornings and that you do. And at the same time, I also know how important it is for me to sleep being pregnant. And Mm -hmm. it's just important to me. And you seem willing, but every day, not every day, about once a week, I do remind you, like, if you're annoyed, I am willing. So please do wake me up. So I don't want you to, I just don't want you to portray (laughs) that I'm just like up there and I'm like, well, you have to wake up with her because so just so we're clear. Okay. So you just, you know, defended yourself. Yeah. There. That was good. I, I just like have it. to defend myself for a um, But it is like. And I also want to appreciate you for doing well, it because thank you. it's really awesome. Yeah. Because I remember the best was when I had a conversation with Danielle Laporte when I came back from this trip to the Foo Fighters concert last week. Uh-huh. And she goes, the best part about you being gone was watching Kate's Instagram stories because she was so tired. And she was just like, thank you, Mike, so much for doing this. And I've done it like two mornings in a row and I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm not built for 4 a.m. wake-ups. The whole thing with Penelope today is like, I'm like, okay, so I get up, you know, it's like 4.50 or 4.45, I wake up, I come downstairs, I'm getting my water. I always have water and lemon in the morning and stuff. And so I'm getting it ready and I'm like, okay, well, Penelope, literally almost every single day within 10 minutes of me coming downstairs, she wakes up. Like, I, she's so dialed in to be like, dad, dad's up, I'm up, you know? 5 o'clock goes by, not up. 5.15, 5.20, not up. 530 not up 6:20 she wakes up at 6:20 this morning and i'm like the only day that i'm like which is great cuz then i got the morning by myself but i was like this is amazing she was like today's mama's morning mama's going to sleep i gave her a in. little telepathic message yeah. at bedtime last night yeah, that was good. and i was like don't you dare get up i was like you're going to sleep past 6 yeah okay so back to the do less holiday i want to say that for those listening Really think about this holiday season and think about that number one regret of the dying that they wish they had lived their lives according to their own desires as opposed to according to other people's expectations of them. And just think about it's now December 5th is when this episode is going live. What do you have planned that you don't or whatever holiday you celebrate? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Christmas is one of them. Thanksgiving already happens. It's a little too late on Thanksgiving. But is there anything you have planned that you've said yes to because somebody else expects you to do it that you don't actually want to do? And I'm going to challenge you to cancel. Now, that might feel really scary, but I, having said yes to things in the past and then checked in with myself and realized I didn't want to do them, Yeah, you are going to disappoint people, but on the day that you're not doing the thing that you didn't want to do, you're going to feel awesome. And by the way, I don't want people at my thing. I don't want people at my party or at my dinner table who are there because they feel obligated. I want people there who want to be there. And if our kids someday feel obligated to come home for the holidays, I'd rather they go do whatever they want because I want people who are there willingly. And I would imagine the people in your life, if they were really honest, they also want you there willingly, Mm -hmm. not out of obligation. But so many family dynamics, we are connected through guilt and obligation. And I just want to challenge you to look within and ask, look at your calendar and say, is there anything that I could take off the list this year because I've said yes to it out of obligation? So another thing that if you are doing, so a couple, there's a couple little tidbits 
during the holiday season. So let's say you're not going to cancel, like Kate just said, and you actually enjoy that going. Might, yeah, you might have nothing, you might, which is great. You might like going to hang out and doing the same thing that you always do, which is fantastic. Yeah, we actually have friends who do love doing the same thing every year, and I think yep. it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's not our cup of tea. Like the more and more we, you know, we are living our life together, that we realize we like change, uh, like. Not, not change. What is the variety variety? Yeah, there we go. We're the same, like same thing that people do every year, which is great. Just for us. We like the little variety and change. So what can you do in that moment for, let's say we're talking about Thanksgiving here in the United States. You know, I know Canadian Thanksgiving happened in in October. October. And so, and then I don't know if people celebrate Thanksgiving around the world, like at different times or I don't know. I think Thanksgiving is a U.S. and Canadian holiday. Okay. But you can be thankful for things throughout the year. There are other feast holidays. So we're having 20 people or 18 people? 18 people. Four of them are under four. So I feel like they don't count fully as whole people. Right. But that's a lot of energy. Yeah. With four small children. They have double the energy of adults, but they eat far less. Yes. (laughs) So they'll eat like a small bird amount and then they'll run around like crazy. They'll do one of the little people. She'll... She's not our little person. Penelope eats like a champ. But this little one, she's my girlfriend's little daughter. And she'll eat like a bird-sized bite of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and go, I fall. (laughs) I mean, it's like a molecule. (laughs) It's amazing. But what you could do is combined events. So like if you have somebody that could be a neighbor or a friend in the town, like one thing we're always doing is looking we always have randoms that show up. Like it's totally it. random. Like people will be like, I'm coming to Maine for Thanksgiving or I'm coming to Maine for Christmas, which is fantastic. Right. Cause the random show up, which is great. And we're setting our, our life is set up and open. So that is a ability for that to happen. And so you can combine events and that way other people can help cook. Cause I know also cooking stresses some people out as well. Some people um, like your wife. Yep, who's written, you know, like 20,000 words on our latest book just on the cooking or something. No, I don't know. it's not all about my <laughs> I know stress it's about help. cooking, but, it, but it's used many times as an example. Yeah, because it's, it's, yeah, it's stressful for me. <laughs> She's, and everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So the, when you're not cooking for other people, though, it's very relaxing. Like you made dinner the other night and it was great. That was fantastic. So yeah. it was really good. Thanks. And then, so that's one thing is like to think about like combining to share things. One thing that we've done the past couple of years when it comes to the cooking aspect, because I like, like to cook, (laughs) but I'm not a big guy to be, just be like, let's cook for 20 people. And like, let's do the whole thing and like prepare for three days and do like, it just doesn't really interest me. But what does interest me is giving somebody a hundred dollars to prep food for me in the local area that has a catering company who makes it really good. And then all I have to do is stick it in the oven and turn it on. That really interests me and that interests my wife very much as well because that is really less stress on our end. So I think with the cooking part, so the doing less holiday preparation is really important for that as well. And I think what happens with all of this, we can talk about, um, I want to, you can add to this. And then I also want to kind of talk about from the, the between Thanksgiving and holiday kind of cycle that I've noticed in the last eight, nine, ten years for myself and just in the world in general around the holidays so it can tie into the do less awesome. mode. So just a couple of examples. Mike just gave a great example. We order our turkeys pre-brined and trussed for Thanksgiving. So all we have to do is put them in the oven. 
and everybody's bringing all the rest of the stuff and we pre-ordered pies. So I have made our family responsible for mashed potatoes, which I'm probably going to delegate to you, Michelle, if you're, well, you won't be listening to this by then, but I'm going to just say ahead of time, Michelle, your potatoes were amazing. (laughs) Stuffing, which I'm making the day before. Do we have to make two different varieties of mashed, like potatoes? Can we just make sweet potatoes? And why do we have to offer regular white potatoes and sweet potatoes? We're not having sweet potatoes this year unless you really want them. Oh. And they were not they weren't on the menu because we were having mashed potatoes. But we can add sweet potatoes, but you're responsible for making them. Okay. Okay. Sweet potatoes are just better than mashed potatoes. Do you remember the day last week when we went over the entire menu and you didn't mention sweet potatoes? Well, I just thought that was assumed. See, this is my <laughs> assumption of Thanksgiving. Is so here's the deal. In and your... all we do all year long is just eat sweet potatoes. I know we eat enough sweet potatoes the rest of the year. Why do we need to eat them on Thanksgiving? Oh, okay. <laughs> you can have sweet potatoes if you want, but you're responsible for making that happen. Okay. I've already... I'm not doing I, that. My menu is locked down. Oh, no. I'm doing little as possible. That's my, <laughs> okay. my do less mode. So Mike is, is as little as possible. So here's the deal. We have delegated the menu to everybody except for the mashed potatoes, putting out a veggie platter and the stuffing. And then for the Christmas, and I know we've shared this before, but I know we have new listeners. My family, my immediate family, my mom and my sister and I, we do not give each other gifts on Christmas. And we haven't for probably 10 years. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So moving up to Christmas, we're not stressed out because it had gotten out of control. Like the gift giving wasn't feeling joyful anymore. It was feeling stressful. And when you've turned the tide from feeling joyful to stressful, that's how you know something needs to change. So we all just decided, let's just stop. And maybe we'll start again when we feel like it, but we haven't felt like it again. And Mike and I only give each other one gift. Remember, hon, we're just going to do one. Mike has a tendency yep. to go overboard. So last year you did more than one. But no. we have a money limit. And then we do Was it last one. year? Uh-huh. Oh. I will probably get Penelope a couple little things just so she can unwrap a stocking, but like nothing major. And then, But that won't happen anymore. What? The over-delivering okay. thing. You are going to over-deliver because that's who you are. That's true. But I will only get you one gift and stay within our range because before it was like I have to do more because that's what I'm getting my love from is giving you all this to you that we worked on the triggers earlier this year. So now that's not a problem. So I'm not going to go through with that. And basically you're going to get one gift. If it's 50 bucks, that's all. Great. might be 49.99. Great. Okay. I don't know what our limit is. Thank you, therapy. Yeah. Anyway, so we really majorly cut down on that. We have agreed, at least for the time being, we do not travel at the holidays. Right. And those two things have made a giant difference, like not doing gifts with my sister and my mom, doing very, very minimal gifts with each other, and not really with Penelope. I mean, she has so much stuff, and her grandparents are, like, she. there's just so much stuff, and she just doesn't need more stuff. So I no. might get her, like, a little rolling pin for her Play-Doh, and that might she be She doesn't like, even... Like, just minimal. We get and her a cardboard stockings. box. I like She's to do stockings because that's really fun. Yeah. But that feels joyful to me, not stressful. Correct. And then we'll probably order out from Dandelion Catering again for Christmas. <laughs> Great. Again, like just do less. We pick it up the day before and then we stick it in the oven for 15 minutes. And so that's it. So those are just some ideas from us to you. For Christmas, we usually do a holiday swap. So everybody brings a gift $20 or under. And then we just do a little Yankee swap, which we don't have to do again this year. We have not discussed it, but I just love approaching each holiday season fresh 
that like I don't think we should do Yankee any Club. okay great I feel like the past couple of years have just been through the routine where it's like some presents didn't get delivered like they were supposed to and other things okay we can talk about it afterwards yeah. but I'm open to taking it out yeah great another thing we did just as an idea for those who are looking for gift alternatives for several years my sister and my mom and I when it was just the three of us at Christmas we would write down a couple of favorite moments from the year we called them favorite frames. They were inspired by Mama Gina's School of Womanly Arts. And instead of putting stuff in our stockings, we would fill our stockings with favorite frames and we would read through them the morning of Christmas, which actually sounds really fun. Maybe we want to do that instead, Mike, this year. I like that. So it's a really sweet way to recap and that the year. can be even at the dinner, you know, like why you're eating Yeah, actually, Christmas that could be a really dinner. fun idea. And okay. it can just be like one. You don't have to be the person that, or you don't have to do like, 15 per person it could just be like one one or two one thing they're grateful for. yeah more is not always better no less is often more you know like giving really a lot of thought to what's the favorite frame i'm going to share at christmas dinner could be really much nicer than feeling frantic needing to write down 20 for sure okay and i think one thing to get the most value out of that is that if you are having people over you can just let them know ahead of time time and be like hey we're just going to share one thing you're grateful for that way you're not putting people some people are really good on the spot other people are like well i'm grateful for this table you know and it's well that's that's a different yeah and a gratitude is is different than a favorite frame which i think is worth mentioning just because a favorite frame is like snapshotting a moment from the year chances are good you're grateful for that moment But like I might say, I'm so grateful for our new house and that we have enough space to host 18 people for dinner. Like I really am so grateful for that. But a favorite frame might be, you know, watching Penelope climb under our big farm table and tell me that she's in the tunnel. Like that's a really cute favorite. We should make this a tunnel. Yeah. We just put cardboard down the sides and then she would love it. She would love that. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, but you had some some things to say about that the span from... Yeah, I just, I find like, to New Year's. so we get to the end of the year and I see this in business a lot because I used to see this at Philip Morris when I worked there is basically between Thanksgiving and Christmas, very little gets done because everybody's focused on like, because it's the end of the year, number one, right? It's not only the holidays, but it's also the end of the year where you're prepping for like the turnover in January and a new year and everybody prepares for the new year and all that stuff. So it just can be a little stressful because you go from Thanksgiving and then you go into your holiday season. So Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate. And then you get right into January and it kicks it off. And then you kind of, you know, then you're into January, what that year is going to look like. So a lot of times during that, we've gave some helpful solutions here about what makes it easier from a do less perspective when you are celebrating. But there's also like a huge emotional tie that takes place during this period as well. Like I remember Matthew McConaughey also with a lot of Christmas parties. There's a lot of job Christmas parties, company Christmas parties. There's a lot of other type events that people attend that they go and seek out and they'll go to these parties and there's a lot of drinking and partying and all that stuff. And somebody might not really want to do that, but they're doing it anyway. So I've heard this quite a bit. So I just want to kind of give a little bit of helpful hints of how to handle like these situations, because I'm somebody that is actually, I did a talk in Richmond, Virginia, and I talked about my past with alcohol and drugs, et cetera, and shared where it's like, I just kind of stopped doing that. And she came up to me and she was like, wait, you just stopped. She goes, yeah, I'm, you're speaking my language right now. Like I'm not feeling happy with, cause you get into over your, the age of 30, right? Like you start like what's evaluating life. Like I remember there was themes for decades where it's like twenties was like total like experimentation. You're like getting, you're having a lot of fun. Thirties are getting a little bit more serious. Forties. You're like really 
kind of put your career like at another level, like could take it to another level. Cause like most kids are, you're most of the time you're having, you're done having children, like babies in your forties, et cetera. And I know some people are, and that's totally cool, but like the vast majority of folks. So it's like, when you get into your thirties, you're like, Oh wow, this is what I lived my twenties. Like, but how do I actually make this transition and shift? Because for me, once I stopped drinking, it turned to food, right? It turned to like desserts and then I'd feel like crap or overeating. And one of the things I'm noticing now is like, if we go out in a social environment, cause I started doing the fasting deal is that it's very easy for me to overeat much easier than it was before. And then I don't feel good because I'm eating far less during the day anyway. So it's really interesting. So if you start to kind of feel this anxiety that happens, like let's say you go to a, an office event and you tell yourself that says, cause I've done this so many times where it's like, I'm going to only have one drink or I'm going to have one piece of pie. And then we have like four pieces of pie and then we have four drinks, right? So if you notice yourself going down those spirals and this could be either at an event or just at the family gatherings or whatever that might be, because let's say your sister-in-law triggers you some way or another. Not that you do, Annie. I'm just, you know, using that as an example. And I love you, Annie, or your brother-in-law for that matter, right? Or so whoever that may be that might trigger you to, to start having these emotions that will come up and then you might drink too much or eat too much that feels uncomfortable is one thing is just all of us immediately, like when that feeling happens is just stand up and be like, I need to go to the restroom, you know, or just kind of take a moment to yourself away from the energy of that regroup and then come back. You know, so if you happen to be at a Christmas party and somebody's offering you alcohol or whatever that may be and you don't really want it, it's so easy. You just say, no, thank you. You know, that's so easy. But like if it's your first time doing that, you feel peer pressure, however that may be, just be like, oh, I'm just going to run to the bathroom and I'll come back and get a drink, you know, and then you just come back and get yourself some water and all that stuff. Because, I mean, the truth is, for those of you that might feel that way around certain situations, nobody cares. Like nobody really. And if they do, they're not your people. That is correct. Right. So it's one of those things where if they give you a bunch of shit, basically, because of yes, the decisions yeah. you're making to make your life better, they're not your people. They, it's not people to hang out with. Right. So I think it is. It's a really important thing to pay attention to for yourself is that if you happen to be one of those and maybe we're Kate and I are just sharing our own experiences and nobody else feels this way. But I have a feeling that people do, you know, and not everyone. But I feel like there's probably somebody that can go along with this conversation yeah. So I just thought that is a, just take a moment. You know, it's like when you feel this urge to eat like another piece of pie or another piece of cake or whatever, your mom's stressing you out, your dad's stressing you out, or your friends or whoever that may be that you're around, like just take a moment. And when, if it comes to presence, when it comes to like Kate talked about, you know, the gift situation and that can really get out of control as well. Yeah. I've know? had to really reel myself in because even though I don't do gifts with my mom and my sister, we do do gifts with my dad and my bonus mom and my little sister. And I can find myself wanting to spend money as a way of showing love. So I have really had the tendency in the past to go over the top. And so it's something I'm just really conscious of now this year, as opposed to getting myself whipped up into a frenzy of thinking that like, I have to always do more to just look at like, what's the one meaningful thing I'm going to give as opposed to thinking that more is better. So that's something I've had to really like, I'm still working on in myself. And experiences are really good. Experiences you know, are great. Like yeah. Time, like we're going to die, Right. It's just a matter of time. We're all going to die. I remember our fr my friend just posted this thing on 
this is uncomfortable to post, but it was a death certificate. And it was like, it's all going to be filled out for each one of us one day. And like, what do you want it to say? You know, like what's your lasting legacy you want it to be on here. And I thought that was pretty cool. And I was like, don't feel that's awesome. It's the best post you've ever done, you know, or whatever that may be. But it's just like, we have a very limited amount of time with these people that we care about that we're getting these things together. It's like why I don't mind waking up early with Penelope because it's a limited amount of time. Right. And so it is for that moment where it's just like it's experiences because that's what we remember. You know, it's really remembers those. Yeah. Those things. Yeah. Awesome. Any other do less thoughts, honey? Oh, one last thing. I just thought it would be relevant to say is that our company per the do less holiday is closing the last two weeks of December. Yeah. So we're not publishing podcasts the last two weeks of December. We're not publishing blog posts and we're giving everybody the last two weeks of December off. And that feels really good. And then we're doing that again in August. So we are building doing less right into the calendar because especially in the online marketing space and the social media space, there's like this feeling of you just have to keep posting and you have to keep being there and you have to, and I do believe in consistency and I do believe in showing up and I've been showing up consistently for 10 years, which is part of the reason we have the business we have and both of us have been, but you also can give yourself a break and like nobody needs to read a blog or listen to the podcast every single week of every single year. And it's okay if we take four weeks off. So yeah, so just mm-hmm. wanted, I just, that's like an example. You might not have an episode for two weeks during that period of time, no. folks. It's a great time to catch up on episodes you missed or to yes. just sit in silence. Oh, that's good. It is. Just turn this off right now. We'll turn it off after the episode and sit in silence. Of course, you got to listen to this. So we wish you a very happy holiday season. I would love to know how are you doing less this holiday season. So please, when you see on my Instagram, you'll see a post about this episode. You'll also see a post about this episode on Mike's Instagram and both of our Facebook. So just leave a comment and let us know if this episode inspired you to do less in a certain way, or if you already have ways that you do less, I'm just always amazed by the ingenuity and the way that people think outside the box and live according to their own desires instead of other people's expectations. So I love to hear real life examples. Thanks Kate. And then leave a review. Oh yeah. And we can review it. We'll read it, (laughs) read the review and review it on the podcast. And and you may be our listener of the week with a giveaway. Yeah. Of something very cool. Yeah, you can always go to katenorthup.com forward slash podcast, and that's where you can click right through to leave a review, or you just go to iTunes and search The Kate and Mike Show, and it'll pop right up. And if you're not a subscriber, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Do you feel overwhelmed and like there's way too much on your plate and like you just can never get anything done? I have an invitation for you. In January, I'm inviting you to spend 14 days with me during the Do Less Experiment. This is a 14-day experiment where we're going to see what will happen if for 14 days in tiny ways each day, we do less. We take little things off your plate to create more space for what truly matters. All you need to do to join us is go to the Do Less Experiment dot com sign up for free and i will see you in january for spaciousness ease and doing less the do less experiment dot com